0: Most of our dietitians work in an acute care type of setting, so they deal with patients who are ill. And so they help teach the community and the patients and their families how to eat better and how to incorporate nutrition to do that. Malnutrition Initiative is a program that we've developed in the clinical nutrition team to roll out in hospitals and help throughout the admission or from admission on understand which patients either have or at risk for malnutrition.
1: Welcome to Compass One Connections, our new podcast series designed specifically to help inform, educate, and inspire our Compass One associates just like you. So, wherever you are, relax for the next few minutes as we get you connected. This is Compass One Connections. Hello, everyone. We appreciate you joining us right here on our Compass One Connections podcast. I am your host, Tommy Kane. Let's get connected. We are joined today by Peggy O'Neill, the Vice President of Nutrition and Wellness. Peggy, thank you so much for being here today. Great to meet you, Tommy. Peggy, let's talk about your career to where you got to be the Vice President of Nutrition and Wellness and tell people not only what you do now, but kind of how you rose up through the ranks and how you got to this position
0: was a clinical dietitian for a while in long-term care, about six years, and then went into management and really worked my way into leading dietitians and developing nutrition support programs. And then about seven years ago, I started with uh, Morrison Healthcare as their vice president of nutrition and wellness. And in that role, I help manage the uh, clinical nutrition as well as the wellness department, as well as the internship program and our operations support department. Um, it's It's a fun role. It's uh, a lot of things to do and a lot of things to learn, but it's always fun.
1: And curious, when you say the wellness department, what does that mean?
0: So that's the wellness and sustainability department. They manage the uh, the levels of uh, wellness programs for our clients who have a desire to, uh, or a pledge to a certain organization nationally or globally to develop more health, health and sustainable uh, initiatives in their hospitals.
1: Fantastic. So you kind of... Have your hands in a little bit of everything when it comes to all the wellness and the registered dietitians and everything. Speaking of registered dietitians, March mm-hmm. is National Nutrition Month, correct? That's
0: right. March 13th is National Dietitian Day, and March is National Nutrition Month.
1: What does that actually mean? Just, is it a, just a month to kind of bring more recognition to registered dietitians and to and to honor them, or is it kind of like help to educate people more about what they do? What is the purpose it's, of the month?
0: It's the lather. It's really to... Uh, help people understand how nutrition can be part of a healthy lifestyle and Mm. disease prevention. Most of our dietitians work in an acute care type of setting. So they deal with patients who are ill. Um, and so they help teach the community and the patients and their families, uh, how to eat better and how to incorporate nutrition to do that. Whereas national dietitian day is really recognized for the dietitian, the professional dietitian.
1: Okay, great. Got it. Um, Let's talk about the registered dietitian and what they bring to the table when it comes to just the overall success of Morrison Healthcare, but also the success of the of the clients, the the hospitals, and then the success ultimately of the health of the patients. I mean, they play a big role, don't they?
0: Absolutely, Tommy. They play a very significant role. As you know, we are a contract food service company, so we are hired to provide food to patients and many times food to the the associates who work in the hospital and their guests. Um, But the dietitian team plays a unique role and very synergistic with the food and nutrition department. And they really do the face-to-face with the patients a lot, especially the ones who are uh, most clinically ill and have uh, most nutritional needs. So they see them uh, either during the time that they're there or on their way out to help them understand how to not come back, how to manage their conditions better through food and nutrition.
1: And food and nutrition, I know Morrison Healthcare talks so much about the power of food. Mm-hmm. Food and nutrition is, and especially I feel like in the last five or six years, has really become a, a, a good talking point as far as for the overall health of patients and really making sure they eat correctly and it's good medicine. How much of a push have you seen recently and, and what's the overall impact of that across the board?
0: Well, the power of food is a very, you know, powerful statement uh, and it relates, you know, in so many different ways to either patients or the communities that we serve. So mm-hmm. our dietitians live by the power of food by really helping patients and doctors and nurses understand how to better manage uh, patients' conditions through food and nutrition.
1: Right. Peggy, tell me about the malnutrition initiative that Morrison Healthcare has and what that means.
0: So the malnutrition initiative is a program that um, we've developed in the clinical nutrition team to roll out in hospitals and help, um, throughout the admission or from admission on understand which patients either have or at risk for malnutrition. Mm. Malnutrition is commonly thought as a third world problem where people right. are just underfed. Um, but in the United States, especially when it relates to chronic conditions, people you know are suffering for a while before they actually get to the hospital or admit it. They're not eating well um, or the medication they're, they're taking are not allowing them to eat well or not absorb things properly. So about 60 percent of the Patients that get admitted are actually have a mild or severe to moderate um, form of malnutrition when That's they're. That's a high
1: number. I would have never guessed 60, 70%. Wow.
0: What we do through this initiative is uh, from admission on, we help identify who's at risk or who has malnutrition. Then there's a program that we implement together with the physicians and the coders to um, provide a nutritional malnutrition diagnosis and intervention. The physician then does the same thing, make sure that the diagnosis is there and that the interventions are accurate. And then the coder is able to understand if that warrants this patient to have added coding, medical coding for reimbursement. So it drives reimbursement for the Medicare patient, but it also drives the opportunity to, for that patient to be treated longer and stay in the hospital longer. So we actually add to the complexity or the ability to increase the complexity of care for that patient.
1: Peggy, fascinating stuff all the way around. The folks that are listening, if they want to leverage more of the uh, great tools you guys have available to them, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and, and be able to do that?
0: Um Tommy, depending on what they want to do, for example, if they want to focus in on malnutrition and bringing more uh, in-depth program, you know, around that to their account, they should definitely reach out to Giselle Legere. Which is G I S E L E L E G E R at immorison.com. She heads up the uh, clinical nutrition department. If it's really related to wellness and sustainability, that would be Lisa Roberson at Um Any of the operations support is managed by Tanya Zellner, and the internship is managed by Karen Smith on my team.
1: Great, good deal. Well, thank you so much for your time, but it's not quite time to let you go yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know about our Compass One Connections hot seat?
0: I've heard about it.
1: <laughs> it's kind of getting its own like little life to yeah. itself right now. Everybody kind of comes in here going, Oh boy, yeah. So I'm gonna put sixty seconds on the clock, Peggy, and I'm gonna ask you some questions so we get to know Peggy O'Neill a little better on a personal level. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Start the clock. So, Peggy, what city were you born in?
0: Haarlem, the Netherlands.
1: Ah, there's the accent then, correct? That's right. What's your favorite movie? A star is born. Good one. I saw that recently. It was fantastic. One item that you can never live without. What's one item you can never live without?
0: My iPhone.
1: Favorite holiday? Christmas. Are you scared of heights? Nope. Are you reading a book right now?
0: Too many school books, so no personal books.
1: (laughs) Um, Would you rather climb a mountain or jump out of an airplane?
0: Jump out of an airplane.
1: Have you ever done it? Nope. You want to someday?
0: I would like to. I've yeah. climbed the mountain, though. That's ma- why I know why it's so difficult. What mountain did you <laughs> climb? We went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee with my team. It was a lot of fun. Mount LeConte.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Last question. Best concert you've ever attended? Oh, you too. Oh, good answer. Right on time there, too. Peggy, thank you so much for joining us today on Compass One Connections. It's been fantastic getting to know you a little better and to hear everything that's going on in your world. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tommy. If you have any more questions for Peggy or her team, be sure to email Giselle Legere or Lisa Roberson at IAMMorrison.com. And of course, you can always tweet your questions on Twitter to at Morrison and hashtag it AskMorrison. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this edition of Compass One Connections podcast. Be sure to check out all the other episodes in the library as we keep you connected.